Today on From His Heart, we'll celebrate Emmanuel, God with us. Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve. We love to sing Emmanuel, but we don't know and we don't really understand the deeper meanings of that. He came, why? Because he wants to address your deepest fear. He wants to address your deepest need. He wants to give you the greatest blessing of all, that he would live inside of you and so that you would know, lo, he is with me always, even to the end of the age. And he's not come alongside of me. He lives inside of me and he changes me from the inside out. That's what people desperately need. He can heal every scar with real truth, real love, real hope from his heart. We don't have to wonder what the name Emmanuel means. The literal translation means God with us. But is there a deeper significance? There certainly is. And today, Pastor Jeff details the importance of that name as we prepare our hearts to celebrate Christmas with more of Him and less of the world's influence. Welcome to From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve as he presents part two of the lesson entitled, The Meaning of Emmanuel. It's from Pastor Jeff's series, The Dividing Line, A Baby Changes Everything. Now, if you missed part one of this message last time or the other two lessons from this series, you can catch up at fromhisheart.org. Just click the Listen tab. Open your Bible now to Matthew chapter 1, as Pastor Jeff explains the power in the meaning of Emmanuel. So I want to share today about three wonderful discoveries from the name Emmanuel. What does the name really mean for us. We know what the scripture says and we know what it meant to Joseph. What does it mean for us today? Discovery number one, the name Emmanuel means God has addressed our greatest fear. The greatest fear is called isolophobia. It's the fear of being alone. That is man's greatest fear, to be alone. You know, there have been some studies done on what happens to the human body when, the human, uh, when a human is in isolation, away from all other people. Second Thessalonians chapter 1 speaks of those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. When the Lord comes back, it says, and these will pay the penalty of eternal destruction. What is that? Away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Forever and ever and ever alone, away from God and all others. Well, God doesn't want that. And so the Lord came. This one called Jesus, he came and he is the fulfillment of Isaiah 7:14. You know Isaiah 7:14, that was a prophecy given to King Ahaz. King Ahaz was king in Jerusalem, king of the nation of Judah, and he had two nations coming against him. And the Lord sent Isaiah the prophet, and Isaiah the prophet came to Ahaz and says, "You don't need to fear uh, these two kings who are coming together to destroy you." He said, "Ask for a sign." And Ahaz says, "Well, I'm not going to ask for a sign." And Isaiah said, you're trying the patience of God. Listen, you're not asking for a sign. Well, God is going to give you a sign. Behold, a virgin, a woman in your kingdom, a mature woman of childbearing age who is a virgin right now, 
She is going to bear a son. She is going to get married. She is going to get pregnant. She is going to have a son. Her son's going to be named Emmanuel. And before that kid is old enough to know the difference between good and bad, those two kings that you fear, they're going to be gone. You don't need to fear anymore. That was the immediate fulfillment of Isaiah 7.14. But that prophecy also had a fulfillment 730 years later when Jesus came. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us, and he's God with us to address our greatest fear, and that is the fear of being alone. Emmanuel means God has come in the person of Jesus to be with us always. And that means that he's going to be with us in the most difficult times that we'll ever face in life. So Emmanuel means God with us, but what does that mean? What's the deeper meaning? What does that say to us today? That says that God has addressed our greatest fear, the fear of being alone. Second discovery, Emmanuel means that God has addressed not only our greatest fear, but our greatest need. We all have the same greatest need because we all have the same greatest problem, and that greatest problem is sin. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned, fall short of the glory of God. We're all sinners, and what happens to sinners? They die. And what happens when you die? It's not just your body dies, it's you're separated from God forever. You experience your greatest fear, and that is isolation and alone away from the presence of the Lord and the glory of his power. Hey, we are in trouble. And so Emmanuel is here. Jesus came to be with us, and he came to be for us, and he came to die for us. That is the reason that he came, to die for us on the cross. He was born to die. As I told you, when they gave Jesus the gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, gold is the gift of a king, frankincense is the gift of a priest, and myrrh, that aromatic spice that they used in burial, that's the gift for a savior. That's a strange gift to give a baby is myrrh. But they gave it to him. Why? Because it foreshadowed the fact that he was going to die for the people. Jesus said in Mark chapter 10, verse 45, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. That's why he came. He came to die on the cross for you and for me. So our greatest need is salvation. And the Lord came to be with us so that he could die for us, so that he could save us from our sins. To save us from our sins. You shall call his name Jesus. Jesus, Yeshua, is the Greek form of the Hebrew Jehoshua, which is shortened to be Joshua, and that name means Yahweh saves. Call his name Yahweh saves. Jesus, why? Because it is he who will save his people from their sins. Now, I want to ask you, when you think about Jesus who came uh, to save his people from their sins, have you been saved from your sins? 
As the song says, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Only he can wash away our sins. And he did that when he died on the cross and rose again from the dead. God is with us so God could be for us so he could pay the price for us so that we could be saved. Emmanuel, that means God has addressed our greatest fear. It means God has addressed our greatest need. And thirdly and finally, it means God has addressed our greatest blessing. Our greatest blessing. You say, well, what's the greatest blessing? I mean, the greatest blessing is is God is with us to uh, address our greatest fear. That would be the greatest blessing. No, that's a great blessing. That's not our greatest blessing. You say, well, then it would be point number two, that God has addressed our greatest need. That's our greatest blessing, that Jesus died for our sins, according to the scriptures that he's raised on the third day, according to the scripture. That's the greatest blessing. That is a great, great blessing. That's not the greatest blessing. You say, well, what's the greatest blessing? The greatest blessing is that the God who is with you, the God who is for you, wants to be the God who lives in you. That's the greatest blessing at all, of all, that God would come to live inside of us. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27 in the Good News Bible says this, and the secret, the mystery, is that Christ is in you, which means that you will share in the glory of God. Can you imagine that God the great eternal God, heaven, not even the highest heavens can contain God, yet he would come to live inside a man, a woman, a boy or girl who was a sinner, but a sinner who recognized I'm a sinner and I need a savior and I put my faith and trust in the savior. And what happens? Then the God of the universe comes to live inside. See, every Christian has the Holy Spirit living within. That is the greatest of all that God would live inside of you and me. Ephesians 1 says this, in him, in Jesus, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you hear it, you're convicted, and then you believe you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of his glory. Years ago, I preached on that passage. I called it the evolution of salvation. What is the evolution of salvation? In him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, you hear the truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed. You hear it, you're convicted over your sin, you believe, you put your faith and trust in Jesus. Then what happens? You're sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. God, uh, the Lord Jesus comes into your life through the person of the Holy Spirit. And he comes in to live inside of you and you're sealed in him. Now, what that really means to those people in that day was they knew about a Roman seal. When you put a seal on something, that was Rome saying, this is our authority. You know, they put a seal on the tomb and that said to the whole world, You don't mess with this. You don't try and roll this stone away. You mess with this. You mess with Rome, and we will come, and we will kill you. That's a seal of authority. Well, the Lord says, I put my seal on you. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And God says, nobody messes with that. Now, that's what it meant 
when they wrote that. Here's a good way to think about it in our day and age. All of us have probably no doubt in our houses, somewhere in the kitchen, a Ziploc bag. You, you, you know, you use a Ziploc bag and it, what does it do? It seals, seals in freshness. It seals, if you have liquid in a bag and you Ziploc it, you can turn it upside down, or at least you can on the television commercials, and you shake it and nothing comes out because it is sealed. When you put your faith and trust in Christ, Jesus comes into your heart through the person of the Holy Spirit and you're sealed and he's not coming out of there. Listen, Ron Dunn, the preacher of yesteryear, used to say, my heart is not a hotel with checkout time at 12 noon. When the Lord comes in, he comes in forever, forever. And you're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And it says that he's given as a pledge of our inheritance. A pledge, the Greek word is erebon. It, it means earnest money. It's like an earnest money contract. You know, if you go to buy a house and you want to have that house and you want them to make sure that's your house, you, you put in some earnest money. And if you put uh, $1,000 down, it's like, well, that's not a whole lot of earnest money. But if you put $100,000 down, that's big earnest money. And that says, if I renege on this, you can keep that money. God has given us his Holy Spirit. He's given us himself. We're partakers of the divine nature. And he says, if I were to renege on my promise to take you to heaven, I would lose my Holy Spirit. Well, that isn't going to happen. So the Holy Spirit is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession. See, we are saved. We have been saved. That's justification. That's the moment you receive Christ. He comes in your life. You're saved. You're being saved. You're in the process of being saved. That's called sanctification where the Lord is working on you. And that happens inside in your mind, will, and emotions. Your justification happens immediately in your spirit. Sanctification happens progressively in your soul, in your mind, will, and emotions. And then one day, God is going to save you. He's going to save your body and give you a brand new body. And we know that that is going to happen with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. Every Christian has the Holy Spirit living within, sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now it gets even better, and this is something that many of us don't think about, but here is the reality. Because we have the Holy Spirit living within as those who have trusted Christ as Savior and Lord, every Christian becomes the holy of holies. Every Christian, you become the temple of the living God. The holy of holies is inside because the Lord lives inside. Paul said to the Corinthians who were struggling with all sorts of sins, he says, flee immorality. Every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple, is a naos, is the holy of holies of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own, for you have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your bodies. You know, when you talk about the temple, like going into the temple, most of us think in terms of the temple is this huge building. It's not a huge building. The temple itself, the inside square footage is small, very small. The courtyard of the temple, that is big. Jesus went to the temple. He would teach in the temple. Where is he going? He's going to those open Gentile courtyard areas. 
And as you get closer and closer into the facility itself, you go through those stone walls, then you're in the court of the women. And then you get closer to the edifice and you're in the court of the the men. And then you're in the court of the priests. Now, inside the actual room, this is what we see. There are two rooms inside there. There's the holy place, only the priests could go. And then behind the veil, there's the Ark of the Covenant. There's the mercy seat with the angels and their wings. And that's where the Shekinah glory of God was. And they only went back there one time a year, the high priest one time a year. And he went with bloodshed and he went with fear and trepidation. Why? Because you're coming into the presence of God. You don't saunter into the presence of God. You do that and boom, you can be dead just like that. They knew that. They tied a rope around that guy's waist as he went in. Because if he died, nobody was going in to get him. They're like, I'm not going in. You go in there. I'm not going in there. And so let's tie a rope. We'll pull him out. When Jesus died on the cross, what happened? The veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And now there is access to God. And here's the thing. Your body, when you receive Christ, he comes in through the person of the Holy Spirit and you become the holy of holies. Flee immorality. Every other sin a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man, what does he do? He sins against his own body. How do you sin against your own body? Because your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Hey, Emmanuel, God with us, God came to be with us so that he could die for us, so that he could come and live inside of us and one day take us to heaven. Now, think about Mary. She gets the news, you're going to have the Christ child. She is pregnant. She conceives by the Holy Spirit. She has the Son of God growing inside her womb. And every time he moves, she is reminded, the Son of God lives inside of me. Every time he moves. Can you imagine how that just blew her away? That was just the most wonderful. God in human flesh lives inside me. That's true for every Christian. God lives inside of you. And as John the Baptist says, he must increase and I must decrease. And there'll be more of Jesus so people see Jesus and not me. We lose sight of how awesome it is to be a child of the king. We love to sing Emmanuel, but we don't know and we don't really understand the deeper meanings of that. He came, why? Because he wants to address your deepest fear. He wants to address your deepest need. He wants to give you the greatest blessing of all, that he would live inside of you and so that you would know, lo, he is with me always, even to the end of the age. And he's not come alongside of me. He lives inside of me. And he changes me from the inside out. Listen, lots of people have religion. What is religion? Religion is you gritting your teeth and trying so hard. I'm going to do this thing called Christianity. I'm going to clean the outside of the cup and of the dish. And it's a waste of time. Christianity is when you understand, I can't do this. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? I can't do this. Woe is me, for I am undone. You cry out to God, and he sees you in your sin and in your repentance and in your faith, and he comes inside of you, and he sets up shop in you, and he changes you from the inside out. That's Christianity. That's what people desperately 
need. I don't know where you are today, but I want to tell you, when the angel came to the shepherds and said, behold, I bring you good news of a great joy, which shall be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there's been born for you a savior who is Christ the Lord. That is good news of a great joy if you receive it. If you ignore it or if you reject it, you have taken life's greatest opportunity and thrown it in the trash. And you'll miss out on all that could have been for you. But if you'll embrace it, if you'll receive it and embrace it and say, he came for me. Emmanuel wants to have a relationship with me. He is for me. He died for me. He wants to come and live inside of me. Yes, Lord, I want that. I want you to live inside me. I want you to save me. I want to be the person you want me to be. You can be saved today if you've never been saved. You can walk in the power of the Holy Spirit today if you've never done so. It all starts with just saying, Lord, I surrender to you. Take up your throne in me. They came to Bethlehem. There was no room at the inn. Is there room in your heart? The little song says, into my heart, into my heart. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. There is room in my heart for you. Jesus Christ gave his very life so that sinners just like you and me could be reconciled to him. If you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart, but you're listening to this broadcast, then that means the Holy Spirit is prompting you to investigate what it means to be a Christian. Perhaps the Holy Spirit has penetrated your heart today, and you'd like to make a personal decision to come to Jesus and make him your Savior and your Lord. That happens by faith alone, confessing your sins through a repentant heart. The Holy Spirit will come into you, fill you with a new purpose, a new motivation, a new love for the things of God. You become a child of God immediately, for now and for eternity. And when you make Him the Lord of your life, you'll experience a personal relationship with our Almighty God. If that has happened to you today, or you'd like to know more about what it means to surrender to Him, we invite you to go to our website at fromhisheart.org and click the Why Jesus link on the homepage. A lot of information there, messages, and free downloads to get you started in your Christian life. A great way to start that walk with Jesus if you're a new believer or if you're a mature follower is to dedicate part of each day with Him in His Word. To help you begin to do that, Pastor Jeff Shreve has joined 51 other pastors and Christian leaders to create a new devotional book called Everyday Joy and Peace and it includes scripture and daily devotions and a prayer for each day of the year. And when you get it in your hand, you'll know that it's a quality book, a keepsake book in a beautiful faux leather cover. It'll last for years and years. Again, it's called the Everyday Joy and Peace Devotional Book, and it's our gift of thanks to you for your support to From His Heart this month of any amount. Now, this is our calendar year in, when we pray for a generous outpouring from those who've been blessed by this ministry to help us to move into next year on a solid financial foundation. If you'd like to help us this month, we'll be glad to send you the Everyday Joy and Peace devotional book. Just call 866-40-BIBLE, 866-40-BIBLE, or go online to fromhisheart.org to make your secure gift and request it when you do. And we can't thank you enough for asking God what He would have you to do to support From His Heart. 
Well, thank you for joining us today on From His Heart. I'm Larry Nobles, inviting you to be right back here tomorrow when Pastor Jeff will begin a brand new Christmas series that'll take us right up through Christmas Day. It's called The Thrill of Hope. You'll want to save the date for this first message entitled Save the Date. That's on Friday when Pastor Jeff will open God's Word and share real truth, real love, and real hope from God's heart. Here on From His Heart. From His Heart is the listener-supported broadcast ministry of Dr. Jeff Shreve, speaking the truth in love to a lost and a hurting world. Remember, no matter what, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Find out more. Go to fromhisheart.org.